0: Welcome, everybody, to the first-ever edition of Mitch and Al Radio. We're here to talk about wrestling. Uh, We've got a big show today. Night of Champions is coming up this Sunday on the WWE Network. I am one of your hosts, Mitch Nicholson, and I'm joined by Al. Hey, Al, how are you doing?
1: I can't complain, Mitch. How are you today?
0: I'm doing fantastic. And what's your full name, Al?
1: Al... In Jackson, not 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 to be confused with the country singer. In In is the middle initial.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I don't think anybody would have confused you, but it's good to know that you're not the same guy. <laughs> no. Okay, so we got a big show this Sunday. Are you excited about Night of Champions?
1: Oh man, I'm pumped up. Okay, I think and- it's going to be a real good pay per view, actually.
0: I hope so I feel like it's a one fight card more or less they're only building up that big John Cena Brock Lesnar match but you know there's a few under card matches that I think could steal the show
1: yeah yeah I think um, I mean I I always look forward to a Chris Jericho match so I'm hoping his match with Randy Orton will be pretty good but uh, after last night's uh, Roman Reigns Seth Rollins match uh, that was a pretty good match
0: yeah, I agree right. And how about we kick off with Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins Because, you know, you segue that beautifully <laughs> Yeah Yeah, I, I agree with you That match last night was fantastic Well, not fantastic, but it was the best match of last night I think it was really above average oh, yeah. And if they can do better than that I think they could have a really amazing match this Sunday
1: Yeah, and, you know, I, I haven't been the biggest Roman Reigns fan, to be honest But he, I think he's getting better I mean
0: Well, ever since they broke up almost, and they've yeah, when they've gone solo on the shield, he obviously yeah. was the weakest of the three and so everybody's like, yeah. Oh, maybe he shouldn't be given that top spot that he's been given, but I, I don't know, I think everybody's kinda of jumping the gun. Give him time to mature and go into the role and fighting Seth Rollins and he fought Randy Orton's last month, he's got some amazing guys to help him develop his in ring work.
1: Yeah, and I actually Really enjoyed that match with Randy Orton last. Uh, was it last week?
0: What you mean the last pay per view when White. they fought, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it was at SummerSlam, and yeah, I think that was his best match of his career up to that point. Roman Reigns. Oh yeah. But Randy yeah, Orton's
1: I like the way they're using Randy Orton here lately too. I think they're they're doing better with him.
0: Yeah, you know when Randy Orton's was uh, like he beat John Cena last year, whatever, and became the world WWE unified world heavyweight champion. You know, I thought his promos were were real weak. I thought he played second fiddle heel to the authority and to Triple H. But now that he's you know, he's still kinda of that guy that's in the authority. I, I I feel like his promos are a little bit more solid and I feel like his character has a little bit more purpose and it just you know, I could buy him as a main event role now more than I did when he was carrying the title.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, who do you think? I, I wish I would watch SmackDown more because I mean, I would probably get more out of. I don't know. I, I, it's my fault. I don't watch SmackDown every week because they think he's working a little bit more on SmackDown than Raw. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Eh, I don't know. SmackDown is such a a B show anymore. Like I review. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, I have to write reviews every week, which I love doing. I write reviews for TGRWrestling.com, dot com and. I feel like a lot of times main event is way more exciting than SmackDown.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the WWE Network show, right?
0: Yeah, and which main event should really be, you know, a second fiddle show. But I feel like they put more thought into that sometimes. And maybe it's just the live crowd. The live crowd really adds to it. And when you watch SmackDown, it's taped, and they pipe in so much of the crowd noises, which I absolutely hate.
1: Oh, yeah. As far as I love that pipe, man.
0: Yeah, WCW did it at the end when nobody was really responding, and that was the fakest <laughs> sounding crowd response whenever they did it. <laughs> yeah. But who do you have going over? Make the pick right now: Roman Reigns or no? Are we talking about Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Who's winning? Um, you know what? I might, I might be wrong, but I'm just gonna go with Roman Reigns because. I just think they're pushing him a little more right now, but Rollins could easily win that. I think it could go either way. Yeah, I
0: honestly. mean, if it was young guy versus veteran, I'd go with the young guy. And Roman Reigns is the, you know, the guy moving up the ladder, but so is Seth Rollins. So.
1: Yeah, they're it, it, both moving up the
0: ladder. So I, I think it's going to be a cheap finish, regardless. Dean Ambrose is supposed to be coming back within the next week, so there's a lot of man. I hope so. Yeah, I, I think, and I think the you know the feeling is he's going to be involved in their match on Sunday. Well, so I think that that'll give the favor to Roman Reigns then. So I I say Roman Reigns gets the win, uh, but he needs cheap help by uh, Ambrose running in, and people are going to go nuts when Ambrose comes back, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> the next match we're going to is, you mentioned it a second ago, Randy Orton and Chris Jericho.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, what yeah, what are you your feelings caught, about this?
1: you caught Raw last... Well, it's, I was going to say, if you caught Raw last night, it, Jericho had a match with Kane, and uh, I didn't think it was half bad. I mean, those guys are veterans. I mean, they were they were headlining pay per views in the 90s so they're not they're not young bucks but i thought their match on raw was pretty good last night it was good i feel like it wasn't great but the, it, it was decent they're both older
0: so they're a little bit slower and when you pair either one of them with a younger guy it kind of covers that up uh but it yeah. felt like it was a pace slow. The storytelling was great, you know. Yeah. They exposed yeah. the turnbuckle. They played off uh, Jericho's injured leg a little bit. Like, they know how to tell a great story, but they're just a little slower because they're older. Because yeah. they're,
1: they're older, right? Yeah. Can I put something else in here real quick? What's that? Um, The match last night with Bo Dallas and Jack Swagger. What did you think of that? I mean... I think Bo Dallas is getting a little bit better.
0: I I completely missed it. I this morning I watched oh, the okay. Hulu version of Raw and Shame they, on you. They the uh, I know you're not really watching Raw if you're watching the Hulu version. But I watched the Hulu version <laughs> this morning and you telling me that they had a match together. I'm like, well, I didn't see that because Hulu cut that. But what you to tell me about it? What happened?
1: Well, it wasn't a long match. It was you know quick. But I thought everything they did in that match made sense. And Bo Dallas is I think he's. Getting better, that and Jack Swagger's always been one of my favorites. I don't know, I just like the guy. I
0: li- I like him since they did the they paired him with Zeb Coulter. I think he really developed yeah, but- as a great talent, and he, he's a little weak talking. So and Zeb more than makes up for that.
1: Zeb's <laughs> the mouthpiece, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, he's he's in a great class. I mean, he's not maybe Paul Heyman good, but he's really close. He's good.
1: Yeah, he's close. He's, he's really, he's definitely second place.
0: Yeah, but I didn't see that. So who won last night?
1: Well, Swagger won the match, but, uh, I think Bo Dallas is, is getting better. I mean, give him a little bit of time. He's, he's definitely not ready for a main event or anything, but he, he's getting better.
0: Was it a clean win? Cause I'm looking at an updated list of the card for Sunday and those two aren't on it. So did they end their rivalry? Well I mean how did the match end Was it a clean pin
1: It was I mean yeah It was a clean pin uh, Swagger won with his What is it, The Patriot Lock
0: Swagger. Oh really And there was no DQ or interference Or anything weird like that No
1: No no DQ uh, Both hmm. tapped out to the Patriot Lock Pretty clean win For Swagger
0: Wow I kind of figured They'd have a match On the card Like maybe it'd be A last minute addition But I don't know Maybe that rivalry Isn't going to end With the pay per view match
1: yeah,
0: it might Well, poor guys Because we'll I think they're both Up and coming talents I don't think WWE management Likes the Dallas character As much Which is Which is a shame Because uh, he's a funny guy That's actually Pretty funny Yeah I mean uh, <laughs> I I'll, I'll laugh at it Yeah Well, we're We're moving through The undercard Let's see We're kind of talking About Jericho and Orton And somehow we got on To Dallas and uh, Swagger that's my fault Well, that's okay But that's who, who do you call Winning with Jericho and Orton?
1: Um, I mean, I, I, gotta give it to Randy Orton, just because, I mean, I don't know, Jericho, it doesn't seem like he's pulling for the main event right now, it just seems like he's happy where he's at, and Orton, Orton's kinda at that main event status, so I, I would give it to Randy Orton.
0: Yeah. And, because, and I'm pretty sure Jericho, his, you know, he's one of those part-time guys, only comes back and wrestles for like three months at a time, and I'm pretty yeah. sure, his run should be ending either at Night of Champions or shortly after. So, I would say Randy yeah. Orton just for that fact alone, because they're not going to put Jericho over and then he leave for six months. Yeah, yeah. But and I don't know if I made a call in last match. The did you say Roman Reigns you see winning?
1: I did, yeah, Roman Reigns.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you on that one. And you said Randy Orton for this one, and I'm gonna say Randy Orton as well, right?
1: Yeah, yes, sir.
0: Okay, we'll write out whenever we put this online and post it. I think we'll put a little write-up there, just what our picks are, and that can kind of accompany the podcast. Yeah, that'll work. Okay, the next big match for Night of Champions is... The international manslaughter. That, I don't. That might not be a good term for it. But an international incident. It's Mark Henry representing the United States. It's Rusev and Lana representing the Russian Federation, and you know their icon, Vladimir Putin. And these two are going to face off this Sunday. And mostly, I like Rusev. I like that character. And I really find myself liking Mark Henry. You know, the past year or so, I've really liked his character. Ever since he faked retired and. Did the world's strongest slam onto John Cena? I've just, I I think Mark Henry's been perfect. But what do you think going into this Sunday? Do you think Mark Henry has a chance to dethrone the Bulgarian brute?
1: Yeah, I I think he has a chance. I mean, I'll probably give it to Rusev, but I mean, I don't know.
0: I still think this is get- a case of, you know, you got the old veteran, Mark Henry, been around forever, and you got the young guy, Rusev. So I see Rusev winning, but it's a shame because Mark Henry, I feel like, is just a great guy, great character. I, I think he's got his uh, world's strongest man thing great. The, the character is just really good. I like Mark Henry as a character, and I-, I think he's good at beating people up, and I want him to beat up Rusev. But I, th- I think Rusev's going to win.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I I like Mark Henry better as as a babyface instead of a heel. I just, I don't know. He I does like him better as a good guy.
0: Yeah, I find me liking people as the bad guys better, because you can do a lot more and have a lot more fun with it, but Mark Henry works so well as a babyface.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: And you pointed this out. This might get cut from the podcast, but we, we had a drop call and we had to restart this. But you pointed out how well that uh, Rusev fits that Ivan Drago uh, role, he's he's the yeah. Rocky Four guy, and and people really really clicked with that.
1: Yeah, and, and I that automatically just popped into my head the first time I saw his character with Lana. I was like Rocky Four.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Lana is she's good. I think she's a, does a great job being the mouthpiece for Rusev. And even if Rusev could talk and he had a great promo ability, I, I think it's great that he. Talks mainly in Bulgarian or Russian or whatever he's talking in, and and he always has the the mouthpiece Lana for him. I think it it does such a good job. When you look at the mouthpiece today, the managers, the Heymans, the Zeb Coulter's, and Lana, there aren't a ton of managers, but the ones that are the ones that are there are really great.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, every every manager out there right now is doing their job great. So.
0: Yeah, 20 years ago, you would have had a ton of managers, and managers that would have 20 different talents that they're managing, but now you just have a couple of them, and maybe just because they're so rare these days, that when it's done, it's usually done really right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So do you see, I'm calling Rusev to win simply because he's the younger guy going over the veteran, and I think WWE likes that formula. So I'm going with Rusev for this Sunday. Uh, Who are you calling for that match?
1: Well, I kind of was leaning toward Rusev, but I'm going to go with Mark Henry on this one. Really, Do USA? <laughs> yeah,
0: I hope you're right. Do you think it'll be a clean win if he wins? No, I don't.
1: Well, I don't. I wouldn't say it'd be a clean win, but uh, I think USA
0: will get this one. Okay, I'll give it to Mark Henry. All right. Well, I hope you're right. Okay, moving up, we'll get to the main event later. We'll save that for later. But we're starting to get into the championship matches. And the first championship match we'll tackle is the Usos, the tag team champions, are putting up their titles against the now bad guys, Gold and Stardust. Who who do you have in this match? Oh,
1: man. The last great tag match I remember the Usos having was against... uh, the Wyatts Eric Eric Is it Eric Harper And Luke
0: uh, Eric Harper Luke Rowan Do I have that backwards yeah, No that's yeah. back We have that backwards Luke Rowan And Eric Harper
1: Yeah I always Mess that up But yeah Their match uh, Was it SummerSlam
0: Oh yeah That blow off match They had for their feud That was awesome
1: Yeah I loved that match But
0: uh, Yeah if one tag match know. Had to be up For match of the year Like a traditional Two on two tag team Match this year That one so good. Oh yeah, easy. <laughs> but Goldust and Stardust, they've had amazing matches too. Like back last year when uh, what is it? The Authority fired, Cody Rhodes, and Goldust came back, and then they started tagging together, and it seemed like they went on just a streak of amazing matches. And the Usos can hold as well. They've they've paired real well against the Wyatt's. I'm not a huge Usos fan. I think their character, despite all the heritage, is kind of. It's kind of vanilla for my taste a little bland but yeah I, I I think this this could be this is one of those potential show stealers give them fifteen 20 minutes and it's gonna be match of the night
1: yeah yeah like you said uh uh Goldust and Stardust, those guys can get, put on a good good tag match so this this match could it could be really good do uh, you like I'm gonna go with what
0: do you like golden and stardust as heels? Yeah,
1: yeah. I've kind of been wanting them to go heel just to try something different. But I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to go with the Dust getting the tag titles.
0: I'm going to agree with you, simply because I've been wanting the Usos to not have the titles for a while. I I feel like I'm super negative on the Usos. I I think they need more character development. You know, the whole idea that we're Samoan and you should like us simply because of that. And, you know, we have the great heritage because Rikishi's our father. I don't feel like they give me much more than that cuz that's the, that's pretty much the same billing that Rocky Maivia got when he came in. And when Rocky Maivia yeah. came in, he's this he's this happy to be there, loves to compete. He's got this great Samoan heritage. He's his dad is Rocky Johnson and he has a dad, a grandfather that wrestled. So he's got this great pedigree just like the Usos and everybody gave Rocky Maivia die Rocky die chance. And, yeah. and nowadays, I feel like I get the exact same packaging, and I'm really down on the Usos, and every, I feel like I get a lot of hate for that. Like, why don't you like the Usos? It's like, well, why didn't anybody yeah. like Rocky Maivia? Same thing. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, And the Usos the, the are... Usos. Lo- well, I, I just want to point out, too, that the Usos are fantastic wrestlers. They know how to put on great, entertaining matches. I just think their characters are bland.
1: Yeah, that, that's just what I was going to say. They can put on a good match, but... Their characters are pretty bland uh, I will give you that But okay. if you want to see a good
0: tag match I mean, they, they can do that Yeah, I expect a great match this Sunday with them Yeah Okay, you said the Stardust and Goldust team that, That's your pick? Yeah, that's my pick Okay, me too I think we've pretty much agreed No, no, we, we split on Mark Henry Rusev, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I went with Henry
0: Okay, I'm the, I'm the Putin fan So I went with Rusev <laughs> oh, okay, now the the real match everybody's looking forward to, triple threat divas title match. <laughs> now we're talking. That's right. Well, I shouldn't down on them because actually I think there's a lot of talent here. Uh, Paige, the champion, defends against AJ Lee and Nikki Bella. Why, why don't you give me your thoughts on that?
1: Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> actually, like you said. These ladies can wrestle pretty good. Um,
0: Especially Paige and AJ.
1: Yeah, Paige and AJ are definitely two of the best I've ever seen as far as uh, female wrestlers go. But I don't know. I I mean, I think it it would be a a surprise if, if the Bella, is it Nikki?
0: Yeah, Nikki's the one that's in the match. That's
1: how much I follow this. I'm sorry, (laughs) but uh,
0: Uh, yeah, it's and it's when when they brought Springer in a couple weeks ago, it just kind of made you groan a little.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did not catch that, and I I was was ashamed of myself missing Jerry Springer on Raw. Uh, How many times does that happen? Not
0: not every more than once every three years, I guess. Yeah,
1: but I'm gonna go with Nikki Bella just to kind of surprise people. But I mean, AJ will probably win. I would say she's probably the favorite.
0: I think I mean, there's two big storylines coming in here. You got Nikki Bella and Brie Bella, her sister. So we can assume Brie's going to get involved in some way. And then you got yeah. And then you got the Paige and AJ, the whole frenemies thing. Which I think I really like their personalities in this. They've drawn it on yeah. for a while, but they're like two of the best female actresses that wrestle. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's a toss up. I don't know which way they're going. You know, you're, you're calling Nikki Bella, and I, I logically, I think you're right. I think she might win. Uh, I'm gonna pick AJ just out of hopes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the match she had with with Stephanie McMahon uh, uh wasn't bad. I mean,
0: well, well, Brie Bella was in that, wasn't she?
1: Bree, though. Yeah, see, I, mean, I get him mixed
0: up. And then Nikki came and interfered, cost her the match, right. and now Nikki's rewarded by being in the title match by Stephanie. And right. I I know this way too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you follow it better than I do.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think Bree's going to – logically, I think Bree's going to get involved, try to cost Nikki the match, and somehow inadvertently help her, giving her the title is what I think will happen – but I'm going to root for AJ winning it because she's awesome and needs to have it for her entire life.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, so you say AJ, I say Nikki Bella.
0: Okay, and you you didn't watch NXT TakeOver 2 this past week, right?
1: No, and I need to kick myself in the head for that. Because okay. I've heard nothing but good things about NXT. Yeah.
0: yeah, I want to throw out, like, while we're talking about the Divas, that the Charlotte-Bailey match was really good. Uh, and that's Ric Flair's daughter, right? Yeah, Charlotte is Ric Flair's daughter. She's the women's champion down there, and she is a great talent. Bailey's a great talent. They have, you know, pretty solid personalities, and if they can get out the total diva stuff and kind of push that to the side and bring girls like Charlotte and Bailey up to the main roster. We would have a really hot females uh, wrestling division, the Divas division. Probably yeah. the best women's division you know, we've ever had on WWE programming if they get all those women together. Right. All right, but that's enough talking about women's wrestling. Next up, we're going to talk United States title match, which is Sheamus the champion versus the challenger Cesaro. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, those two guys can put on a good match. I've seen them do it, so that could that could be another uh, showstopper.
0: It's got potential. They're both great fighters. They both had good matches against each other. It's one of those things where maybe they fought a little bit too much together. Yeah,
1: but, yeah. Uh, I don't... I agree.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sheamus, I like Sheamus. I think his fighting style's good. I like that he's a brawler. He brings a tough-guy attitude to the match, and Cesaro is that, too. He's. They always hype well, up how of... strong he is.
1: You kinda of get bored after a while when you see the same things over and over again.
0: Yeah, I mean I I'm not gonna get excited about the ten beats of the Bowery anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know. I I'd like to see Cesaro, you know, get some title, but he's had this title before and when he had it was one of the you know, weakest times of his career, which he's had a really weak past six months or so anyways.
1: Yeah, he has. I mean, I was really into the Cesaro character for a while, especially when he was with the uh, the when he was with Jack Swagger and Zeb Colter. I really liked him a lot. I thought he was he was really good.
0: But he was real hot at the end of that run. And for listeners out there that might not remember exactly, at Elimination Chamber earlier this year, Cesaro was actually in the WWE World Title Chamber Match. He was a world title contender just less than six yeah. months ago. And ever since WrestleMania, after he, what what is he, body slammed Big Show out of the ring, and then he uh, joined up with Paul Heyman for a while, he didn't really do anything. And he's gotten really weak, and now here he is fighting for the United States Championship again, the title he had just about a year ago. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I expect bigger things out of him, and he's not really doing much. And maybe he's just buying his time until they find a way to get him to the top, but I, I wish they would give him more than what he's got right now.
1: Yeah, he de- and he deserves it. He's definitely got a lot of talent. But uh, I guess I'm if, if I'm going to have to pick, I'll go with Sheamus on this match because, I mean, I just see him winning this match. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pick Sheamus as well. I'm siding with you simply because... I hope this is just kind of a mini-feud to tide Cesaro over until they find better things for him to do. Yeah. Okay, next...
1: Yeah, I'm picking Seamus on that one.
0: Okay, yeah, we both agree on that one. Uh, we both didn't agree, just to revisit, we didn't agree on Mark Henry and Rusev, and we didn't agree on the triple threat Divas match. But we're back... was we here. Exactly. <laughs> we're, we're back to agreeing again on Seamus. Uh, the right. next thing to talk about, and actually before I talk about it, I'm going to introduce a segment we're going to do every week here when we do these things. And this segment is Mitch's trivia. And Ooh. for anybody that keeps up with the the internet news for wrestling, they might know this answer. And I'm going to ask you the question. I'm going to give you a chance to think about it as we talk about uh, the Intercontinental Championship match. And then after we talk about Intercontinental Championship match, I'll give you the answer. But here's the question. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Your check will be in the mail if you get this. Uh, and you All right. you might know it, whether you know it or you don't know it. Uh, don't answer until after we talk about the Intercontinental Match. Okay. All the, right. the question is Kamala. His real name is James Harris. Uh, in 1992, he fought the Undertaker at SummerSlam. The two fought, if I remember right, Undertaker won. I don't really remember who won, but about a year or so ago. Uh, James Harris, the guy who played Kamala, went around talking about his match there and the payoffs that he and The Undertaker got for that event. The question is, how much did The Undertaker and Kamala make their payoffs for that night? And the hint I'll give you, you can Google it if you're listening at home and you don't know. You can Google it, but just kind of wait a second. It's more fun to wait. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the clue I'll give you is that Kamala used this payoff uh, disparity as a uh, a, a reference, a, a indicator that he claims that there's racism, or at least there was at that point in wrestling. Mm. Okay, so there's obviously a disparity if I'm throwing that out there. That's your only clue. But, yeah, that's the trivia. Right. What did the two make for their match together at SummerSlam 1992? Before we get to that answer, I'm going to have to ask you, Al... What do you think about this Sunday's Intercontinental title match between the champion Dolph Ziggler and the challenger, the the, the guy with the money maker and the stunt double Damian Mizdow, The Miz? Yes,
1: The Miz. Oh, uh, yeah. This match is going to be one out that I'm definitely looking forward to. Just for the fact that uh, Dolph Ziggler is probably my favorite wrestler right now as far as in ring. I mean, he is he is really good.
0: Yeah, I'm amazing talent. A fan of his. Well, what do you think about the Miz uh, though? Yeah, the
1: Miz is good too. I mean, you got to remember he was a he was headlining WrestleMania like what was it was a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, him and John Cena headlined one of the WrestleManias. Yeah. Might have been twenty eight. I don't really remember. That guy can wrestle too. So, well, I I don't know if he's the know. greatest wrestler. He's good, and he can keep up with Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler is one of the best. In Ringo's and the yeah, thing.
1: Dolph's better. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, say that. <laughs> better. But,
0: but the Miz, like, since he came back from this break that he had, he was filming a movie or something, he's come back as this heel. He thinks he's better than everybody. He's this Hollywood A-lister now, and he's always obsessed about protecting the moneymaker. Do you like the character development that the Miz has I, been going through?
1: Yeah, I, I do like his character a lot. I think he pulls it off well.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of the first times he's had, you know, a, a repackaging of sorts. And it's re- this might be the first time he's had a character that's really, really clicked with the WWE universe. He, Yeah. yeah. You know, people love booing him. And the whole story of he's trying to protect his face, it's an, you know, it's a recycled story from past. It's something that's been done before. But he carries that right. very well. And people just really want to see somebody pound on his face.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, and I mean, you're, of course, you will probably see uh, Damian Mizdow involved in this match too.
0: You know, I thought about writing—I thought about writing like a, a story about this, how the Intercontinental Title right now is reviving three men's careers. You know, you
1: look—it yeah, is actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, you look at Damian Sandow, you look at the uh, Dolph Ziggler, you look at the Miz, and these are guys that have. You know, two of the guys have been world or WWE champions before. Dolph Ziggler, I think on a couple occasions. The Miz Headline WrestleMania, he was a WWE champion. Damian Sandow a year ago won the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match for a title shot at a world championship. And then earlier this year, they all were pretty much irrelevant to WWE. And now here they are again, and they're in an exciting storyline for the Intercontinental title, the second best title. And it's one of the more entertaining angles WWE has right now.
1: Yes, and and these three guys deserve, you know, they deserve to be, you know... I'm, I mean, I'm glad they didn't just kick him out like they did, you know, some of the other guys, like Curtis Clay and these guys.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad these guys, you know, they really tough through the bad times because now that they're getting some good TV time where they, they're they getting a chance to entertain. They're they're really hitting it out of the ballpark most times.
1: They really are, yeah. But if, if I'm going to have to pick, I, I guess I'll say I want to say Dolph Ziggler, but then I, on the other hand, I want to say The Miz because that would really help his career. But I'm, I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler.
0: Okay, I'm going to side with you. I'm going to agree with you on this one. Dolph Ziggler wins, and my reasoning is because, one, Dolph is a fighting champion. He's going to bring a lot of uh, Prominence to the Intercontinental title, make it a really good wrestling title, and also I yeah. think the Miz and the Dam- and Damian Mizdow I think are just ready made to have a rivalry immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. th- they did a promo earlier where uh, I think it was Ziggler was in a uh, not highlight reel. What is what does the Miz call his entertainment Miz TV, uh, Miz, yeah. and Damian Mizdow was subbing for Miz and he was entertain uh, he was interviewing Ziggler. And Ziggler asked him, "Was like, why are you doing all this? You know, you're you're just copying people, doing stupid things." And Damian Sandow said he was a character actor, and he thinks if he does this and assists The Miz as a character actor, then that'll make him in line for a title shot. So he mm. he's openly saying that he's gonna one day butt, butt heads with them, and then he if he thinks he'll get rewarded for it. And I think somehow he's going to cost the Miz in his chance to help him out, and then they're going to fight anyways. And maybe one of the winners will eventually get a chance to challenge again for one of these titles. But yeah. I'm going to side with you, say Ziggler wins, because Miz has to fight Damien Sandow from here on out.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's, that's a possibility.
0: Yeah, that's my sc- uh, scenario. Ziggler wins, I agree with you. And now we get to go back to Kamala. Kamala faced, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. We got to get the answer. Kamala faced the Undertaker in SummerSlam 1992. Kamala uh, announced how much he and the Undertaker made, and he talked about it as evidence of racism at the time. This was something that was on the dirt sheets and the wrestling news things about six months to a year ago. I think he might have had a book come out or something, but he announced that for SummerSlam 1992, Kamala made thirteen thousand dollars for one night of wrestling. Which is a good payout. Wow. It's a good payout. But until you hear what The Undertaker made, according to Kamala, James Harris, The Undertaker for SummerSlam 1992 made $500,000 for that one night of wrestling. Wow. See that difference? $500,000 to $13,000. And to be fair to WWE, Undertaker was definitely the hot talent at that point. He was on the beginning of his career. They needed to take care of that guy. And Kamala was more, you know, he'd been around a while. It, it, he was more just being fed to Undertaker, I assume, at the time, but gone.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, half a million dollars to $13,000. You know, in, in all fairness to come on, they probably could have paid him a little more, but like you said, Undertaker was the... I mean, he was the Undertaker.
0: Yeah, I remember watching wrestling at that time, and if I was watching that match, I was watching for the Undertaker, and honestly, they could have subbed anybody out for Kamala at that time, and I I would have still wanted to see it because of Undertaker, but if you took Undertaker out of that equation and it was somebody else versus Kamala, I probably wouldn't have been as excited about it. Right. I know,
1: but... $13,000 for just one night of work.
0: Yeah, that's still nothing to sneeze at. I'll I'll take that. (laughs) I'll take that. Yeah, but there's other times I've heard of. I think I heard Jericho one time, either in one of his books or he said this on his podcast. How one time he got a payout. I think it was for his match after he became undisputed champion. Uh, he got. He didn't say how much the dollar amount was, but he got way less than Triple H for their match at. Uh, it was around 2002, 2001 when they headlined, and it, it, obviously he was the heel, and Triple H was the babyface coming in. And Triple H also. This was after that nine months off when he tore his quad and but jericho made way less for their wrestlemania match and he went to vince mcmahon and he talked about this i think it was in his book and he's like dude this sucks he's like i know everybody wanted to see triple h but it takes two guys to tango and i'm pretty yeah. sure like he was complaining i think jim ross was there and vince mcmahon was there and they end up cutting him a new check and i uh, tried to make a right with them apparently
1: yeah it's so a good for him <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I'm thinking if Kamala would have done the similar trick, he might have at least gotten a few thousand more out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you got to go to the boss. <clears> yeah, but know that you're upset about it.
0: Yeah, but if it was me, I don't know. If I was not happy about my paycheck, I wouldn't want to tick off the boss. Definitely not. No, nah, I don't know. But thirteen thousand dollars still—that's nothing terrible. Okay, there's yeah, that- there's one last match that we're going to talk about for Night of Champions. It is the biggest match on the card: WWE World Title match between Brock Lesnar and John Cena. Uh, so, tell me what your thoughts are on that.
1: Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I had to get that out. Um, wow, I I'm definitely ex- expecting a brawl.
0: You think it'll I, be more competitive than last month?
1: I hope so. I I think it will. I I think. Last night was a good little preview of what's gonna happen, but um I really love Brock's character right now. I think he's as good as he's ever been. Um he's definitely entertaining. Um and so is John Cena. John Cena's really good too. I think I think John Cena's underrated. I think he's yep def- I mean it's kind of a mixed reaction every, every Monday night was when he comes out. He gets booze and he gets, you know, cheers. But he's definitely good at what he does. I think he's an underrated wrestler. I think he's really good on the mic and,
0: um. Yeah, I think he'll know. be regarded ultimately as one of the greatest. Like, you know, you wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's better than, uh, like, Stone Cold. I wouldn't say he's better than uh, Ric Flair, but if you had to do, like, a top ten guys of all time, I think a lot of people right now would be real reluctant to put him in. But I think five, ten years from now, I think people will automatically be saying, oh, of course, yeah, John Cena is a top ten guy of all time. I mean,
1: 15-time f- champion.
0: Come on. Yeah. But, I mean, he's in a time where the company had split titles. Most of his run was, yeah. you know, the two brands. Uh I, I, I don't know, and it, you could argue it was a down era too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I, I mean, the guy has talent, and he's got. Uh, but like I said, this, this should be a good brawl. But I don't know. I don't see Brock losing the title. I, I, I just still see him winning this match. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I too soon.
0: I agree. I think Brock's going to win, and I I don't see him losing until WrestleMania. They're going to try to build up whoever the next big guy is, whether it's Roman Reigns or whoever. And my, my and idea... I
1: reading, uh, I'm sorry. I, I was reading an article with Jim Ross this morning on Fox Sports, and he said, I guess, Brock's contract runs out of WrestleMania 31. So yeah, I don't know if he'll have the belt till then or who knows.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't read that. I saw that this morning. I didn't read that Jim Ross thing. I listened to his podcast, and he always says that, you know, six months ago he was saying after Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, he's like, wait till he can get the title on him, then keep the title on him for like six months. He's, and then, as long as he wrestled often enough, yeah, you know, he doesn't have to wrestle every pay-per-view, but, you know, you can at least get once every other month out of him. And oh, yeah. Definitely. And it's not a bad thing to waste uh, to make the world title match not be a regular thing. You know, make right. it more special by making it every few months.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with, you know, every few months. I mean, I'm fine with that.
0: I think it was uh, Paul Heyman. I read an interview recently where they talked about how it's a great thing that Brock Lesnar has it, and Brock Lesnar is not on TV every week. And, you know, there's a chance he might not even be on every pay-per-view. And Brock, uh, Paul Heyman was saying, you know, think about pay-per-views. He's like, why don't we call every pay-per-view WrestleMania? A- and his yeah. argument was, you know, there's the one WrestleMania, and it's the greatest pay-per-view of them all, and it's more special because it only happens once a year. If you made every pay-per-view WrestleMania, then you, you just cheapen the brand, and be- all of a sudden it doesn't become special anymore. Right. And-, and, I mean, he's applying that same logic to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and he's like, if you you know give it a little bit more of a special aura to it it's only going to increase the the brand of it
1: yeah i mean when brock lesnar's on tv or of Facebook, you you're going to want to watch it
0: you know yeah he becomes a real special attraction in that case and i think they're doing a real good thing with having him be the title with that kind of contract yeah i agree i agree yeah but i see i see brock lesnar winning it was a squash match last month between lesnar and cena I think it's going to become. And I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> I liked it too. A lot of people didn't like it, but I really liked it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it shows how dominating he is.
0: And it's cool. Like everybody acts like Cena's got, you know, an ego, and he won't put the young guys over. And I think there are times when that's really true. But this was one time where Cena just—he got beat up for, you know, 16 minutes straight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, and he—he he took the job for. Brock Lesnar, and I think the company's better for him for doing it. So good good job to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I say Brock Lesnar wins, and Brock Lesnar's not going to drop it for a long time. It'll be a little more competitive, but Lesnar's still going to get a pretty decisive win on Sunday is my opinion.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with
0: you. Okay, cool, cool. Well, that wraps up. Our preview of Night of Champions. I think whenever people listen to this podcast in the future, we're going to keep it around a half hour, maybe a little less. There's so many podcasts out there that are like an hour, an hour and a half long, and I'm part of another podcast that goes about an hour, and that's not a bad thing, but when every podcast is an hour, you just can't expect to keep up with them all. No. Yeah, so Mitch and, and leave Al. Leave
1: comments below, right?
0: Yeah, leave comments below. Uh, this is going to be posted to MitchNicholson.com. And we're going to try to keep it there regularly. I think we're going to be able to post this on iTunes as well. I'm not too certain of that because I don't know how that works. But if you see it pop up on iTunes, then you'll know it's on iTunes. (laughs) But, yeah, leave comments below. I'd like to think we can take uh, listener questions in the future, and that can be a big part of what we do here. Let's answer people's questions about what they think about the current and past state of wrestling. We're going to try to keep the trivia segment going on. Al, you got any ideas for what we can be doing in the future?
1: Well, I don't know. i have to think about that and get back with you.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to think up some good ideas for everybody that listens to this podcast. Uh, do you want the final word? you want to thank everybody for listening, Al?
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank, thank, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, and if you're not doing anything right now, if you're sitting around the house bored, you know, and, and you do have the WWE Network, won't you watch that Kamala versus Undertaker match? I agree. And let's see if he earned that $13,000.
0: Yeah, I don't even actually remember the match, but I remember that stat going around. It was just so good. <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> that Undertaker made so much more. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that wraps us up for this week. We will join everybody again next week. Check this out on MitchNicholson.com, and we're going to try to find other avenues for how we can get this podcast out to you, but it will definitely be posted up there. Same time next week. And you guys. See you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. To taste and test bliss, gotta say it's delish. Come have a ride and sample with the beast, the pastor's understandings lie. All of us are prideful, psychology might make a Freudian slip and admit the curious Christ. Got a lot of things Laking my eyeball, breaking my crew man down to very small. But I'm anxious for nothing because I learned to give in to the one who
1: sold me until it killed him. Hey, my heart cries out, but my soul don't weep. There's knowledge and understanding, and it goes so deep.